Before we get started today, I want to dedicate this episode this week to Helen Reddy, who passed away and will be best known by Disney fans for appearing in Peach Dragon and singing the song Candle on the Water. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. All this has happened before. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey yo, it's Wopat, and a big yee-haw to you all. I used to be Luke Duke. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland, to Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders, and sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think up that happiest thought, and let's fly away to Neverland. And as you heard, yes, I am Jeremy. I am your spider pan. And hey, look there. Lost Boy Philip is back again. Oh, hey there. How you doing, brother? Well, we're doing pretty good. Philip's been playing with everything on the desk before we get started on the show today. <laughs> we're going to have some fun. I, uh, I'm i going to warn you now. I may end up ranting a few times on the show because there's some things that I just like, I have to get off my chest. Right. Well, keep the shirt on, son. Oh, keep I'll keep shirt my on. shirt on, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull my. No, I'm never mind. I was gonna say something, but I'm keeping this. You know, I call the show. It's uh, it's E for everyone, ten and up. We'll just call it like that. So uh, you know, but yeah, e I, for I, everyone. Yeah, we'll try to keep it on there. Good. Um, so, but yeah, this has been. What's going on? You're, oh, you're leaning on one of my Pez things hanging on the wall. Careful there. So, uh, but like this has been, well, this was kind of a weird week, and I was, I was even worried I wasn't going to get a show. Let me tell you, for, you know, the, give you so your weekly update of things. So last Sunday, as I'm sitting here at home, I got uh, a text message from uh, my boss asking me to drive down to Springfield, Missouri, which is about a two and a half hour drive, uh, to go down and cover for somebody who uh, had a car had broken down in Branson, and so they couldn't cover to work at school. Uh, those of you who uh, have been listening to the show for a long time know that I am currently a school portrait photographer for you know doing school pictures. We're about to hit our busiest month here in October, uh, but I was going down to cover for him, and I, so I didn't get into town until I like 9.30 or whatever, so I barely got any sleep. Uh, but it was interesting. The guy that I was covering for, he was able to come along later that afternoon and come to find out that he had actually trained to be a professional wrestler. Awesome. And he was on his his final, like a trial match. It was the last one he had to do before they were actually going to let him on the roster, and he was actually wrestling with Harley Race's school, or at oh, least that was his Harley goal. Because he, he loved Harley Race. But uh, he had something go wrong, and like he moved when he wasn't supposed to or something, and his friend who was he was wrestling was dropping an elbow and hit him square in the back and cracked. He said, it's like a hairline. It was like straight on the up and down of his oh, back. Man. And so that ended his wrestling career uh, before it really got started. So, but it was kind of an interesting conversation, but I thought that was an interesting. Poor but, guy. Well, the other things, interesting stuff this week, and this is, I am now, an, well, we've been official homeowners. We've almost been in this home. We've owned this home now for a year and we moved into it like, like November. That's so hard we've been in this house. Quit. Yeah. It's been a year. 
So yeah, yeah, you almost crushed BB-8 there on I'm, my pen. I'm gonna BB-8 here. I'm gonna move you, uh, you crashed my pin. <laughs> I think you bent my pin. You <laughs> did. Sorry. You bent my pen holding up a Star Wars poster. You gotta I be careful of leaning I over there. I apologize. I'm gonna move this while I sit down. Over yeah, here. move my pez around because I, go. I got a I got a, a BB-8 pez and I got one of a, a porg over here too. That are kind of down low, but I didn't know where to hang those pezes. I didn't want to take them out the packages. Poor um, pez. Poor <laughs> pez. Uh, but so our our bathroom exhaust fan. This is a, I got to look at the comedy of this. Our bathroom exhaust fan has had been making a lot of horrible noises. Then finally just up and died. And we didn't. Oh, I thought I was going to have an electrician and all this other stuff. And then finally I just got on the, the internet and I started like typing in like how do you replace those? And finding people on YouTube, you, you could swap out some parts in about five minutes, provided you use the same housing that's up in your ceiling. Uh, so. After, well, let's just say a long story of buying one that was a larger housing that was supposed to be a quieter and more powerful uh, fan, we couldn't get the housing out because the screws are off to the side and not on the inside of the housing, and there we couldn't get a screwdriver up there to take out the housing. So we had to buy, come go back today after spending an hour trying to maybe see if we could get it out. We had to go back to Lowe's today and buy one that actually fit. And so we've managed to swap out. I've installed a new bathroom exhaust fan. It works. I am officially home repair guy now. There you Woo! Oh, you're 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 kind of Tim Allen it then. I am Tim Allen this thing. I just well, except we didn't get well. We do have more power because Heather really wanted more power in it. I thought it's a small bathroom. We could probably go to the same exact same model that was in there before, but she wanted it to be a bit more powerful. So you're saying she said, "I don't think so, Jeremy." <laughs> I don't think so, Jeremy. She, well, she wanted more power, and I was like, "I don't think so, Heather." <laughs> but we go. still we bought one with more power to it. Which hey, at least you got it done. At least we got it done. But I was like, "Yeah, we managed to repair it," you know, and, and not have the house gone. So that's cool. right. So <laughs> yay, home repair, learning as I go. So yeah, it makes you feel good, doesn't it? Makes you feel good when Brandy you can Lord, fix something. Woohoo! Wonderful. So outstanding. But yeah, so other things going on. So you know, of course, what we like to also bring up is what have you been watching on Disney Plus? Well. This week, I only watched a couple things, and, and I was uh, watching some. Uh, I was very excited. I saw that they now have Halloween specials yes. on there, and I was uh, watching some of the old stuff and some of the new stuff. I'll be honest with you, I've been watching Halloween uh, specials ever since I was a little kid. Oh yeah, and my father, we used to record things. That's Canada, Canada one. Oh Halloween, yeah, which man? I always loved yeah. that, and I have a copy of that DVD. I, I, I record things, and some of it I have had since I was young. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really do like about YouTube and other things that you can usually find, and not always. You can find a lot of stuff, But you can yeah. find a lot of things, uh, some that you've never seen, some that you have. Garfield and Friends has an official channel that has the Halloween special That's on That's awesome. Now. Mm-hmm. But now with the Disney, what I love about their Halloween uh, list is some of them that I have not owned or had for a while, I've been able to find them on there. Yeah. One of my very favorite ones is Trick or Treat. It's a- The old cartoon. Trick yes. or Treat. Trick or Treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. And I love that. Something on your front door better not be stingy or your nightmares will come through. Something like that. (laughs) Yes, love it. And that's where Witch Hazel first began. The woman who did the voice for Witch Hazel. June Foray. June Foray was so popular and loved that later on Warner Brothers used her. Yeah, and they called her Hazel as well. Hazel. (laughs) Because in case no one knows, I'm sure you do. Most of you do. Witch Hazel. Is also the the old was it aftershave or cologne? I think there's a plant that was witch hazel, and and it was put into the cologne. And stuff I think that they put would, a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so therefore, you know, that's kind of the joke of it. Witch hazel. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? And it's the same voice and all. But I, I got it maybe because I'm I like Disney. I like both. Yeah, but June Frey was awesome though. I mean, she, she was wonderful. Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Yeah, I mean, she's so many characters. 
Uh, of course, also in Disney. Um, Lonesome I'm Ghost. Not, oh, yeah, Lonesome Ghost. But, I mean, uh, she was um, Magic and Dispel oh, yes, on DuckTales. Oh, yeah. I thought you Pretty much doing the same voice she had as Natasha on Bullwinkle and Rocky. It was yeah, pretty much pretty the same. But yeah, uh, Jufre was awesome. She was fantastic. And I wish I'd have got a chance to meet her before yes, she passed. Yes, that would have been great. But uh, so far, all I've gotten to watch is I, I sat and I... I know many of you were gonna would hold this against me, but because I always fall asleep during the Mr. Toad thing. Oh, I love that. I don't know show. why, but I want to get to the he end. Can't be but I, I, so I skipped ahead to Ichabod and I watched Ichabod last night. But then look, I was looking at the other stuff, and I never actually got to see Mr. Boogity. Oh, that's because when I was young, I didn't favorite. have control of the TV, so I saw Mr. Boogity, which is only forty five minutes. I'm gonna watch that, and then Bride of Boogity. Yes. And I've even I don't know what order to watch them on, but I've heard a lot of good things about the Halloween Town stuff. Mm. So I think I'm going to sit and try to watch, try to watch one just to check it out because they got a lot of great stuff popping up. Mister Boogity was one that we watched over and over and over again as kids. My father loved it. We used to he used to tape all the Disney, uh, yeah, whatever it's called, Sunday night. That's not like basically like Sunday night movies. Yeah, yeah. They, they tape them and we would watch that one. And there was a lot. like a little bit series of one because we'd have that. I don't was it called Sidekicks that even had. Uh, mm-hmm. It had, uh, I think, Ernie Ray's Jr. Yeah, Ernie Ray's Jr. was uh, was mm-hmm. still a kid, and they had him in there before he ended up being, you know, Ninja Turtles and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And he's a stuntman in Hollywood. And but we watched. Uh, there was the one with all the kids that they would sing old '50s songs. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Where they all got adopted by the rich guy, yeah, and they would yeah. sing songs from the '50s and '60s. But so on Mr. Boogity, uh, though, back to that. Well, Mr. Boogity loved that one, and then they did the sequel. But now I'll be honest, I don't like the sequel as much. The The Bride of Boogity. Bride of Boogity. Be- Boogity, boogity, it didn't have all the same actors. It had some of them, but not all of them. I do like to have Eugene Levy, but oh, but yeah. I don't like all the actors aren't the same. And here's the reason: right after, right after they did Boogity, Mister Boogity, uh, the kid who's in it goes and does Alf. And, yes, and, Benji and, Gregory, and then the other kid, he goes off to do Married with Children. Was that him? Yeah, I did and, recognize Christy Swanson. Yeah, and you got so you got all yes, and now she at that time. Does uh she right at the same time was doing I think it was right after that she goes off and does Ferris Bueller, and she was in that. Uh, she was one who uh stands up and tells uh oh Ben Stein uh, that he's real oh, sick. Oh yeah, yeah. she's always beautiful. I thought because yeah, I can't remember there was something she had done before Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of there was but yeah, she's done a lot of things. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. And, uh, I always thought she made a, would make a pretty good Supergirl too. I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. I really, it always did. But that's a good show. And so if you have Disney Plus, watch that. There's a lot of oh, other yeah. great ones. Of course, you have Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, you can't beat it. You can watch it for the next three months. The next three, four, five, eighteen, uh, twelve, 12 <laughs> Watch months. it all year. Who cares, yeah. right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> da, 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 oh yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and that gives you something different to watch because one thing I want to okay. You got a lot of good shows on there. Here comes the first of probably many rants I'm going to go today. So Uh-oh. I've seen that it's popped up on Netflix, Enola Holmes. And and I even had this conversation with my wife because she saw, oh, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Like, and that's great. But, I, okay, if I was a woman, I think I'd be really insulted that every time we get a, a heroine, they have to borrow from something else. Oh, I saw. So, because like instead of creating a new detective character, like, oh no, this is Sherlock Holmes, but it's a girl. This is this is Sherlock Holmes' sister. Oh, and she's smarter than he is. And I was like, that's that's the seems the way the way they play it, and it's gone on for a long time. She Hulk, Batgirl, Supergirl, Spider Woman. 
And now they've, they've doubled down on Spider-Man because now you have a Spider-Gwen and you have Silk. They they find ways to re resend out the same character we've already had. But oh, oh, but now it's a girl. And I would they don't let the girl be able to stand up on their own. Now, I think Barbara Gordon, they've done great things with her, especially when they had her as Oracle. She did establish herself as her own character. But she now raw. she's Batgirl again. <laughs> she raw, yeah. She, she raw was basically female He-Man, yeah. And now that I know that more of the name, they put she because of he, and then yeah. Ra, which was a, a uh, god, Egyptian god. god. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, but I still love She Ra. Well, we but do, but still. it seems like they keep just cycling where they're like, oh, well, we're going to take this character that already exists, but now we're going to have a female version. And I'm like, well, that's a disservice. What happened to like the originals, like Wonder Woman? Yeah, love Wonder Woman and the Invisible Woman. Probably, in my opinion, the Invisible Woman is probably one of the most powerful, if not the most was, powerful, Marvel character. I was selling that to my uh, my nephew the other day. He'd never heard of her. And so I was telling yeah, him how she We need a Fantastic the, Four movie. Yeah, and, and they're working on that. So I gave him some A toys. good Fantastic Four I movie, I guess toys, I should say. Uh, toys of the Fantastic Four, and I was selling the characters, and I was telling him how she's one of the greatest, strongest, outstanding characters around. And uh, he goes, really? And I said, yeah, that's right. I said, I said a girl. And I yeah. Said, I said, isn't that great? And, and so I think what I like about her is that she's not built off of another character. She's yeah. her own thing because yeah. even I love know, all the Captain Marvel was not originally a woman. There was that guy, mm-hmm. uh, and then to even fill the shoes so they can have a Ms. Marvel, they've now put in somebody who's. I'm sorry, everything I know her power is supposed to be more of an enlargement thing, but let's face it, Kamala, whatever her is, who's the, the new Ms. Marvel, is basically got Mister Fantastic's powers. And, and but this was there an effort to try to well we want to be more diverse and have different people and so well that's all fine and good but let them you know create something for them so they can establish themselves without building on the name of something else because even that's why why I didn't get into Miles Morales because like well you're you're creating this character but then you're making him a Spider Man and you're building off the name of Spider Man instead of letting Miles be able to stand on his own the other thing this, this and I would be insulted myself here this is another thing for me the uh, you're talking about uh, oh uh, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Or, or not, Miss Marvel. Was uh, talking about the uh, oh Captain it? Marvel, Captain now? Marvel, yeah. yeah. Talking about Captain Marvel in the film, they had uh, Annette Bening, who I, I, as an yeah. actress, I think is great. Yeah, and they turned her into being Marvel, but instead but of in reality, uh, Marvel was in the comic book is, was a man. Yeah, and some people say, "Oh, that doesn't matter." I said, well, I'm sorry, it does, and here's the reason: two reasons. First of all, say that to a woman who's character who is suddenly turned into a man it would matter yeah and here's the other reason in my opinion they should have left it a man for one main reason because if that man uh, like it did in the comics hands the power over and chooses the woman it goes to say look you're the first woman of this job we've chosen you because it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman it, it, it kind of takes away from the meaning yeah. of it. That's why but I that would be right. insulting to, take, to get the power from a man is now an insult. That's the way they view things. It doesn't. It's I would doesn't seen it as, to me. A, as a compliment. Myself, yeah, that's you know, but that's that's not the mindset that that does this. That's that's it's sad, really. And it's it, it's sad. And but they it's like, we, we would love to have some more woman heroes. I yeah, enjoy I them. That, yeah, I love them. But yeah. they they. They don't do them in a way because right, let me let me brag on what I'm thinking is a great female hero in video games. I want to recommend the game Horizon Zero Dawn. I've just started playing it over the last few weeks. I'm getting sidetracked because it's, it's getting October, so I'm playing Resident Evil Seven again. But uh, this is a character we get to start with her as a child. 
and we get to go as so the player, we're learning how to play the game as she's learning the skills she's going to have in the game. And then we get this great big montage as she grows up and she becomes powerful and strong. We get to grow with that character. And like this, if I was, if I had a daughter, I'd be like, hey, you, you sit and play this. You're going to love this. That's the type of where I want a heroine, where I'm going to see like like a good hero, you know, we want to see them grow and become stronger and when to grow, especially in the game when we get to grow with them because as I'm becoming a better player, she's also becoming a stronger hunter and warrior and stealth. That's, I mean, that's, even with a male character, it doesn't matter. That's how we end up loving a character is when we have a growth thing. And if you just throw them in there, and that's one of the things why I have not watched that Mulan. I don't know if I'll even watch it in December when it comes free because I saw where, oh, look, Mulan is just a super child. It's like, no, what made Mulan great in the animated is because she didn't know all this stuff, but she used her smart and she she learned and she grew and she became stronger and became the hero. She didn't just automatically have the skills just because we need her to have them. Hello, Ray. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, that's for people who are going to get mad at me for saying that. That is the truth. Ray came in there. Sure, having the power and having a high midi chlorian count is great. So she's potentially stronger, but knowing how to use it is a completely different thing. Um, so, yeah, I could go off on this, but I think I, you're insulting women by not giving them real good characters that aren't copies of something else or that, that we don't get to see them grow and grow, become stronger. I mean, Wonder Woman had to learn a lot of stuff and we get to see her grow and train and become the mighty Diana. And I'm looking so forward to the next Wonder I Woman mean, film. I, that's, I'm so upset. It keeps getting pushed. I know. it, And, I and Black it. Widow keeps getting pushed. And Black Widow's in it. May now. I understand it. But at the same time, it, oh, it hurts because I was yeah. like, I'm... I'm impatient because <laughs> there are great female characters and i want to see more of them that's i'm really looking forward to a black widow movie that's gonna be so awesome yeah so because i i getting into her origins and for crying out loud i know scarlett johansson can speak with an accent because she's done that movie where they're kind of goofing on nazis and stuff yeah and she's speaking with an accent like well can she not speak with a russian accent then do they not let her in the movies because on black widow she's russian she yeah. should have a russian accent so but I'm still looking forward to that. But I'm thinking, you know, I, ladies, I feel for you because I'm afraid you're. Be I feel like you're being insulted by not giving more original characters that can stand up and hold the test of time on their own instead of having things twisted and thrown at you. But with that being said, rant number one is done. <laughs> uh -oh. And it's time to jump into some park news. And unfortunately, <laughs> I have a lot of bad news. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. So the first bit of bad news, uh, and really, I think you could blame Governor Newsom over there in California. But uh, the Walt Disney Company is laying off 28,000 furloughed workers from California and Florida. And a lot of it has to do because Disneyland has not been allowed to reopen. Yeah. So you have a ton of workers that you cannot put back to work to start bringing in money. And it's uh, it says even here on a CBS News story, Disney lost an estimated $500 million for every two weeks the attractions were shuttered. And Chief Financial Officer Christine McCarthy uh, actually had said that in May. And that was back in May. So imagine how much money they actually have lost. Now, Disney World's been opened. Uh, it's a limited capacity. They've been back since May, or since July. 
But Disneyland, because of a California state order, has not been allowed to open. So Disney, as far as the park side is going, is losing a lot of money. The movie side, I'm sure, is still losing a lot of money. The best thing they got going right now is their Disney Plus. Because we're all sitting at home and we can watch Disney Plus. And I have been. And I've been enjoying Disney Plus. Especially new programming. That that uh, thing with the Animal Kingdom. That's Of course, we've only gotten to watch one episode. It was really, really great. Heather and I really enjoyed it watching with the... They had a, a thing with a, a, some of their giraffes and... Uh, just it's a it's a great series. If you're not watching that on Disney Plus, where they're going kind of behind the scenes of the Animal Kingdom Park, uh, it's, it's a great thing. But uh, yeah, shares of Disney actually have fallen 13, percent and it's mainly because not so much of the COVID virus, but the reaction to it has almost been worse than the virus. I mean, the virus is terrible because yes, people are dying, yes, but the reaction may have gone. We may have gone too far. So, but all right, I don't, that was not supposed to be rant number two. But yeah, this this really hurts. The other thing that hurts about it is Yeehaw Bob Jackson, who we've had on the show. I can't remember what episode number. He's been a stable over in Walt Disney World over at, I forgot which yeah, resort he's in. Yeah. Terrific performer. And he's such a great guy. But he, they had, he had to announce, he posted on Facebook, that he, they let him go. I'm hoping when things go back to normal, because anyone who calls this a new normal, no, you're wrong. This is not a new normal. This is a temporary lifestyle that we're having to do with because we're trying to protect each other. Yeah. And that's fine. But I expect us to go to some sort of a normal. And, and at that point, I hope all these workers get to come back. And please let Bob come back because Bob Jack and had to be let go. And even some other stuff, the Grand Floridian Orchestra was also let go. Now, I'm not as familiar with the Grand Floridian Orchestra because, you know, there's no way I'm ever going to get to stay in the Grand Floridian. I mean, maybe I can. Maybe one day I will. Maybe one day I'll have the money can stay in the Grand Floridian. But I guess they've had this orchestra that was playing, and October 3rd is their official ousting. That was, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, let's see. Well, there is actually a thing here on uh, WDWNT. Uh, it says, after having played at the resort since its grand opening... Think how long ago that was. The band was furloughed during the COVID-19 shutdown and ultimately brought back as the Disney Society Orchestra, a fill-in for the Beauty and the Beast live on stage show during the performer negotiations. I think I've heard the Beauty and the Beast stage show is about to shut down as well. Uh, but they have announced that their last day of work is going to be Saturday, October 3rd, which was, what, as the yesterday. time of recording, was yesterday. So they are gone uh, now, they do have a, a post from, like, their fitter. It's like where the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, they say it's hard to find the words, words, but sadly, our days at the Grand Floridian are over. In fact, as of October 3rd, 2020, our days at World Walt Disney World will come to an end as well. The company brought us out of furlough, changed our name to the Disney Society Orchestra, closed us out of the GF to play a show or Glamp Floridian from GF, by the way, to play a show of Disney-themed show tunes at the Theater of the Stars in Hollywood Studios. We've been playing nine shows a day, seven days a week since August 2nd. The music is a far cry from the closely knit harmony sounds we became known for at the Grand Floridian, but the guys are real pros, and they sound great. Uh, but that's just only part of, like, a post that they, they put on their official Facebook page. I, you know, I'm going to click in on this, I think, and see if I can... Uh, I want to... Uh, I'm going to follow them just to see what happens to them. So, quick little... Oh, okay. This is, I guess... Good. I'm going to like their thing. There we go. There we go. Okay. I thought I was on a different uh, login. But I want to keep an eye, see where they pop up, because I, I want to see, hopefully, that uh, they're going to be coming back. Uh, there's all, all this stuff that's kind of going down. I really hope a lot of it comes back. All right. But here we go. Uh, there was a statement from Walt Disney World, uh, actually. Let me see if I can find that statement again. Uh, let's see. This was, let's see, who from 
Disney said this. This is uh, this was an email from Jeffrey Kaiser, executive correspondent specialist for Walt Disney World Result. As you may know, this is his quote here. As you may know, we are always evaluating and refining our offerings and creating new ideas to build upon Disney stories. This philosophy is in keeping with Walt Disney's visions for continuing to grow and evolve, giving guests a mixture of familiar and new experiences with each visit. You see how they're trying to make it like, like a positive thing when people get fired? <laughs> That's I'm, I'm just going to stop right there. But of course, that is the media spin. They're not trying to say, "Oh, and this terrible," but they do say, like further down, we apologize for any disappointment that this may have caused you, and please be assured that we have shared all of your feedback with the appropriate executive leadership teams. So there, they say, of course, that they're sharing with the other things. They know people are upset, but you know, but it's a lot of it is that like, oh, well, you know, this is just the growing and every time that something bad happens, it's you know, it's like, but this is part of that growing and changing. They use that as an excuse, but I'm not going to rant on that right now. <laughs> but I, we understand why it's happening. The real reason when you get to it is not so much changing to something necessarily better. It's that, that they're bleeding money right now because yeah. of the situation. We understand. And even non-union Disney World, uh, for according to Inside the Magic, they're also being laid off. Uh... But that's all the bad news I want to get into. Yeah. I want to turn the corner here and talk about in Tokyo Disneyland, they just opened their new Fantasyland, and they have a new attraction, Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. It opened on Monday. There is video on YouTube. Did you watch this, Phil? Uh, Not yet, but I have seen a while back when I visited Disney last year, Disneyland, they had bits and pieces of this, like little videos of it, clips of it there. They have the shows off the animatronics pretty yes. early on too. Oh yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I got so jealous. J- the Tokyo is getting <laughs> not they us. were showing it there and not Florida or or Disneyland. I was so um, overcome with jealousy, which is a sin. I was so overcome with jealousy, uh, and remember, I'm a pastor, yeah. uh, so I should be. Uh, I shouldn't be overcome with that. I but, you're, but you're human. But I'm human, too. You're human. So I, I was overcome with jealousy. I don't know what I wanted to do more, clap out loud or scream at Disney for taking it over there. But either but way, I, I, would, I would love to visit that Tokyo park. Oh, are you kidding me? It'd be yeah. great. But I I want Disney to make a couple things really bad as a, as a young man, as a teenager. Because really, I was a teenager. Oh, one yeah. of them was, the Beast. One of them was so, Little Mermaid. Yeah. The other was Beauty and the Beast. Because as a child, my favorite ride was always Peter Pan. And I loved, and it still is. Yeah. But I love because they made, they brought Neverland alive for me. Yeah. And then my second favorite was always Beauty and the Beast and then Little Mermaid. Yeah. And the fact that they can take you into those worlds. And they finally brought Little Mermaid. And now they're finally bringing the Beast. One. I wanted to bring the worlds to life. And yeah. it, only to me, only Disney can really do that. Now, Universal does do well. But I'm sorry. Disney has a magic. The magic. It's yes, the that's magic. the only word we can say. It. Disney oh, magic. Boy. Which is why, despite me having you know a lot of bad news, I still do love this stuff. Absolutely. Because of the magic. And but the the photos. I mean, they. I, and we do have some Beauty and the Beast down at Walt Disney World. They built a restaurant and they built the castle. They have the stuff there. Uh, but basically, what this is, they built they built Gaston's little restaurant in Tokyo. And, and, yeah, so a lot of stuff great. we do have here. But the difference is, instead of having a restaurant in the Beast Castle, they built this fantastic attraction. And I would love to. I would love to uh, have that. There. But there are there is video out there. If you look around YouTube, 
this it's it's a, I forgot I, I want to call it a free roaming ride, but that's not the right word. But it's, it's trackless, and you're in oh, like a yes. dish. That's what I was seeing. And you're in a dish, and it's in your dishes, and basically you're going through different song bits of the film. So great? it opens, and you're doing the be our guest, and it builds and builds, and new animatronics just keep popping up, and new characters and dishes are dancing on the table, dishes are dancing on the walls, and there's bubble projections where all the like champagne bubbles. It is amazing, and then when you're like, wow, it couldn't get any better than that. You go outside and there's something sweet and almost kind and that scene is playing outside and your cup is dancing around it and and watch that movie (laughs) oh i'm getting tingles singing because i watched the video i don't know if heather was with me in this because she was sitting there but i was like i said i'm getting tingles i want to see this and ride this so bad because beauty the beast beauty the beast is my favorite of the animated it's just so it is my top granted i'm Ariel is still my favorite princess, but Beauty and the Beast is my favorite of the animated. And the the, that the is, part with the computer animation where they're dancing, it which just is so yes, it's so overwhelming to me. New uh, but a bit alarming. alarming. <laughs> which, yeah, so we get that scene, and I love that the Beast is over there. He's got bird. He's got one bird on one hand. He's looking yes. at. It, then at one point, his other hand comes up, and he's got a ton of birds on the other one. He's like, yes. and he's singing his lines. But it's all in Japanese when you watch the ride. Oh, but of then, course. but then you go through and you see. Like like shadows of animation of Gaston like kill the beast and he brings the mob in and you kind of get through it's like oh no the mob attacks but then you get to see, you you just you, it's kind of a dark area and you hear oh, don't die I love you apparently in Japanese and then you see and it looked like it was an animatronic of the beast as well kind of goes and we hear the music and the sparks are going around as he goes and spins slowly in the air and the animatronic just transforms into the prince and that great. And the music is oh I'm getting tingles thinking about it the th- watching this the thing that I and love. Bill is there oh and then the the castle around you lights up and transforms the thing I love about the animatronics oh. it, that they've used on this it's it's digitally done in in a sense the way they it's designed yeah it. but and I've seen something similar when I went to the um, oh um, I can't think of the name right now uh, help me out here we're, we're George Washington's place uh, oh the Hall Mount, of Presidents no no not that no I'm talking about the actual place that he's at Mount Vernon oh Mount Vernon okay yeah. where his house yes Mount, yeah. yeah and uh, they've made this awesome little museum area and, and they've, they've got some of his uh, like an animatronic type thing of him uh, in places where they they've, what they've done digitally like they've tried to to think what he would look like uh, at certain ages, because you know we, they, they've only, of course, we've they, only got paintings. Paintings. <laughs> right. So what the guy tried to do, he tried to think of what uh, they don't have actual f- pictures or anything of him, obviously. So he tried to think of what he would look like when he was young. But hmm. what, what what had happened was somebody had, at the time had made like a bus type thing of him, uh-huh. uh, and so they they tried to take what he would look like uh, with that and. Digitally, they placed it into a computer, and the computer took away the age of certain oh, amounts of wow. years. And, and so the animatronic of George uh, was moving around and what he would have really looked like that much younger. Oh, wow. And, and the type of uh, animation, you know, uh, through all that is basically the same type they're using on this, where it, it moves in such a way so, it's so fluid. smooth and fluid, yeah. and it just it looks it's real. Amazing, yeah. So to see, as a picture, I'm looking at Philippe looking at this. And yeah, I get, Philippe and I, the horse is there with Bell, and it looks. I've seen some of it work before on, on it's camera, amazing. and it looks so real. And I thought, wow, it's like bringing they the cartoon it to, life. to life. Yes, but I now even at the best part. If you thought that the whole scene with the mob and then seeing the transformation, then you go into the ballroom because that's the big finale. Ah. And the prince and Belle are like dancing in the middle of the floor. 
Yeah. And I'm sure they're handing, they're they're hiding a lot of stuff under Belle's dress of what's oh, sure. moving the stuff because you can see the prince's feet doing dance steps as they're circling and they're playing. You know, the Angela Lansbury singing the song kind of. Well, of course, oh. this is Japanese, so I'm imagining it in English what it would be like, but. And, but the, the ballroom is lit up and it's fantastic. And I'm sitting there going, oh, please build this somewhere in the America where I can come and visit it. Because I, it just took my breath away. Just seeing the video, it was amazing. I saw it. So if you, you got to get out, get out there, get on YouTube and search for it. There are people who have taken some POV videos that got out there. It is absolutely amazing. And after you see it, you're going to want to either visit Tokyo or you're going to start begging Disney, please build this in Disneyland, build it at Walt Disney World as part of that fantasy land. Please build this here because it is fantastic. Fantastic. And I wish there was a photo of the castle. I've seen photos of the castle. I mean, it's it's like I'm a assuming, perfect replica of, of the Beast Castle. Maybe it's just a dream, dream mm. of mine, but I'm assuming that they will at some point, at least I hope. <laughs> well, because Ratatouille's finally being built over I in Epcot, saw. That which was great. apparently was a big hit in Paris. I would love to get in there. All right. Now, I do want to go and, uh, well, let me pull it from here. There's a YouTube video of this. Uh, which I, you can get most of the information, but there's something been going on with kind of YouTube. It's Disney Family Game Night. And I guess it's like, I think every Monday they're going to be putting out new videos on Final Silver Bureau is hosting these. They're on YouTube. But and there's a game card on the Disney Parks blog where you can kind of play this game uh, where it's like a family game. But you, it's somehow, I guess it's like trivia or something, maybe on the video. I haven't watched any of these videos. But, of course, the videos being, are being kept on YouTube. So if you go to the Disney Parks YouTube channel, you can find the Disney Family Game Nights. And you can sit and just watch the video and play the game at any time. But uh, there's, like, correct answers for game one and game two and games up through game six. There's bonus rounds. So there's, like, correct answers. So I figure it's, like, a trivia. In fact, I'm going to click on this because it's a school scorecard PDF, and I'm going to download this. And maybe I will play with this later. So I'm going to grab that. So while I'm sitting here. But, yeah, go check this out uh, on the, the Parks blog. Uh, they're doing a hashtag Disney Magic Moments. But, yeah, Disney Family Game Night. And it says return, so I guess they've been doing this. But this is a Walt Disney World Resort Edition. Uh, but I guess it's like trivia. So it's just kind of a fun activity that I saw that I thought I would share with everybody. Something else that is fun. Uh, DisneyMusic.co slash Halloween at Disney. Well, basically, there's a Disney Halloween playlist, which is available on Apple, on Spotify, and an official release. Now, let me read to you what's on the list. I, uh, I, I've got it off of Apple. Also, I have, I've subscribed to it on Spotify. But it is, it's been updated Friday, but Disney's making an official Halloween music playlist. Awesome. So they got to, of course, this is Halloween, uh, un, poco, un Poco Loco, which, not spooky at all, but... Considering Coco, you know, it's still Dawn of the Dead. Oh, Orlando, yeah. Not Dawn it, of the Dead, but the Day of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, I do too. You know, it fits. It, so. it fits. Hoc it's got some Hocus Pocus music. Uh, it just says Hocus Pocus by Brando Stacks and Is Jenkins. Yeah. I am not sure what it is. Monster Mash from a, a, from a Mickey Mouse type of thing. I Put a Spell on You yes. from a Luke Cage. Uh, Remember Me from Coco. Grim Grinning Ghost by Los Lobos. I, I was assuming from Hocus Pocus, they're going to put a spell on you. So I was assuming because. Well, I, that's Chris Kion, Kingfish Ingram, but it says Luke Cage, season two, original soundtrack oh, okay. album. So that's where I'm reading this from. Uh, Graveyard Jamboree by Larry the Cable Guy from The Happy Halloween. Monster Boogie from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Boo for You Halloween by the Boo for You. Uh, boo. It's Boo. You, boo. You. Well, mine might be. No, that's Boo to You, boo I think. Isn't it? You're right, Boo. Calling all the monsters by from Ant Farm. Ways to be wicked from Descendants Two. So a lot of this, I'm not that worried about Descendants Two personally, but Disney yeah. Junior music, Spooky Halloween, Friends on the Other Side from Princess and the Frog, from Nightmare Before Christmas, Melody from D Capella. 
which I think we've talked about. I want to scare myself by Tigger. I've got that album, the Halloween songs and sounds. I have that one. That was actually taken from a Winnie the Pooh um, Halloween special. Cute. Uh, some Disney Junior music, exceptional Halloween. Uh, Shake Your Bones, also from the Halloween Songs and Sounds. I have that one. Trick or Treasure by the Neverland Pirate Band from Shaking the Neverland Pirates. On Halloween Night from Puppy Dog Pals. Never heard of it. Good Little Weech featuring Sophia and Lucinda from Sophia the First. The Werewolf Song and Which Witch is Witch, both from the Halloween Songs and Sounds. I have that album. Creepy Creeps from Mickey and the Roadster Racers. My Evil Buddies and Me from Phineas and Ferb. Mater uh, of doing the Mater Halloween Square Dance. Uh, Evil from Descendants of Wicked World. Safe and Spooky Tie from Doc McStuffins. Be Prepared from The Lion King. Be Prepared. Mummy Rap from uh, Disney Junior Vampirina. Halloween by the Disney Junior Music Halloween Party. Purple People Eater done by Larry, uh, the Purple Fender Bender by Larry the Cable Guy on the Halloween. Selena Gomez singing Cruella de Vil. Boogeyman Boogie. Go, go, ghost from those racers. I mean, everybody scream. It's uh, Vampirina. Hauntly went from Vampirina. Suspension is killing me from Toy Story of Ter- Terror. That's a Michael Giacchino one. Monster from Frozen the Broadway Musical. Grim Grinning Ghosts uh, directly, of course, Mellow Men, Paul Freeze, Buddy Taylor, Billy, Thrill Ravenscroft. You have that. Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark. Huh, I don't know that. Yeah, that might be. Uh, that's Well, the Monsters yeah, After Dark, I think it's what they did on the attraction on the ride. Oh, uh, oh! During Halloween, they did it at night. It changed over where there was, after the Guardians of the Galaxies left, after freeing Rocket and, and getting free themselves, some of the other creatures that were there oh, in the collection were still cool. running loose in the place. And so they had a different thing like for Halloween Horror Nights. And then another from Coco Dio de los Muertos Suite. That's currently what's on the please. There's 42 songs. It's an hour and 40 minutes, but you can listen to this Fun. playlist. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It is available Go check it out. Some fun. Of course, I've got, and I was putting, I've got, I've, I was putting it on a flash drive. I've got so much Halloween music because I got all, of course, my Disney stuff. My favorite Disney. A lot one, of the stuff that I already have here. One of my favorite Disney ones that I personally like is Have Falumpa Woozles. I have that one. I have that one. And it's also on that same album, the, the, the spooky yeah. sound of Halloween. Uh, I mean, I've got, I've got so much from Haunted Mansion, and I've even, I even grabbed from my Halloween mix. I got a lot of video games. I got a lot of Resident Evil music, Silent Hill, you know, scary games. I don't do scary movies all so much, but Pac-Man, Ghost, Ghost. <laughs> I just, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I didn't grab anything from Coco because, yeah, I mean, it's you know a lot of Day of the Dead, and that is an October thing, but it doesn't quite have the spirit of, that I'm looking for. But that's kind of neat that they've included. But yeah, I'm gonna probably check out that playlist at some point and listen to some. Now, turning the corner to games, toys, and other news. All right, I want to catch you all up on what I've been looking at for some casting. Uh, for uh, Right now, it's listed on IMDb as Peter Pan, but the original title is Peter Pan and Wendy. This is the live-action remake. Uh, here comes the next rant. I haven't gotten to see this preview yet. Uh, there is no preview. Oh. This is just casting. Remember we discussed Jude Law being cast as... Uh, uh, Captain Hook. What's, I mean, that sounds good. That sounds good. I, they got I a, love Jude Law. He's a really They got a couple actor. of unknowns. Uh, Alexander Maloney is playing Peter Pan and Ever Anderson as Wendy. A couple of unknowns. Uh, the newest announcement is Yari Shahidi and I don't know, Yara Shahidi oh, okay. uh, is going to be playing Tinkerbell. Now, she looks very familiar to me. Well, she'd be familiar. I have not seen the thing she's been in. Because um, I don't watch a lot of TV. She's on a lot of TV movies. Oh, well, The Cape. I watched that. Not... She was in one episode of The oh, Cape, but she's yeah, on Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, but she's mainly known for being on Blackish and and uh, and Grownish and Mixedish. That's okay, where she's I, mainly known as. Maybe that's why I've seen her on one of those. I don't I don't watch it a lot. I've just seen okay. a couple episodes. But she she's playing Tinkerbell. Okay. Now, 
so I've seen, you know, people, there, there were people, of course, who were going to say, like, well, Tinkerbell looks like this little blonde. So this is not a little blonde person. And, of course, if you make that, everybody's going to call you a racist. But a lot of times it's just because we love the cartoon. And my, my problem, and, and I don't have a problem with her playing it. Because, I mean, in Neverland, you know what? Whatever color works. Yeah, but I think yeah. we're, we're, if you want to put some nice diversity in there, I think Hook had a great example where Lost Boys, she had Lost Boys that looked like they could have been from all over the world. And that's the way it should be. Yeah, it ought to be. Yeah. That, so that's I want to see more Lost Boys, and I want to see them you know, from all parts of the world. I want to see Lost Boys that have been lost from everywhere. Yeah. Tinkerbell being black, I don't care. Fine, whatever. Yeah. But what I just want them to stop with the remakes because the remakes... They, it's, it's like an apology tour because they're saying, well, Walt Disney and all the animated, they were not culturally appropriate or whatever. Uh, they're, you know, they're insensitive. And so their reason, re- the real reason, other than there is some money in there, these remakes feel like apologies and they're trying to mix them up. But now, see, here's here's the thing. Because like the, the worst offender of this doing a, stuff that didn't make Dis- sense. This is a Disney movie. Right? Yes, this okay. is Disney. This is a, another Disney remake. So Lady and the Tramp had stuff that when you looked at the place in history where they put it, it didn't really make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense. And there's stuff they're even doing with a, you know, with other stuff that where the, the origin of the story doesn't make sense with it. But I noticed Mulan, and I'm, or I'm rightly for Mulan, they did cast an all like Chinese cast. Perfect. That yes. Makes sense, yeah. That makes sense to me. Please do that. But I don't want them to go and do casting just to be diverse. Oh. Do it because it makes sense. And in Neverland, you know, it makes sense. So yeah, they can do that. Fine. But I worry about where we're going with this. And I worry what they're going to do with the Indians in this because everybody's been so offended about it because the Indians were silly looking and they have a silly song to sing. But doggone it, if I was a pirate, I'd be mad because Captain Hook and it's me are silly looking characters. Oh, let's be mad about that. Okay. They're cartoon characters. They're supposed to be funny looking. Get over it. Here's here's the other thing. Uh, I can understand the song part of it, perhaps. You know, yeah, but, maybe the song, but you know, it's but, done. It's not done in, with any no, hateful intent. In fact, they're just being silly. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's to... it's when you look at it, it's it's kind of tongue in cheek and jokingly. Plus, how in the world do you get Indians in Neverland? You basically you're you're getting this concept from an English person who didn't really probably know as much as about what we'd hear in the states about our Native American people. And in, the, and most of us have, are mixed in with some of them anyway. I am. Well, all, every, everybody comes from the same. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're all, yeah, when you get into pa- it. Pa- pastorially speaking, and I'll just tell you, to be honest with you, every single one of us started from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, no matter what your beliefs are. In we reality, all we share all started, similar blood. We, we all started from the beginning. Yeah. Every single one of us. And that's just how it is. What I was going to say was, historically speaking, too, uh, the one thing that I do find interesting is if uh, you're wanting to have something of history and uh, you go to Milan a while ago, what would be ridiculous in a film if you're doing a Milan thing and all of a sudden she'd come out with an Uzi. She'd come out with weapons. And, <laughs> it wouldn't make and sense. You're like, oh, that's dumb. That makes no sense because that stuff's in it. Oh, and wait a minute. She comes in a spaceship. What? You just run it. We just we're, we're not even in reality now. We suddenly went from you're doing good all through it. And all of a sudden, but, well, wait a minute, Philip. This is the, we're being diverse. Yeah. We're, we're, don't we want to represent. We want to represent the future. What yeah. if someone. Uh, uh, 200 years from now comes in season and we could hurt their feelings because we not represent their aliens. And, okay. But here's the thing. The, and the the truth of it is there's got to be some realism in it too. That's why with, let's say the lady in the tramp thing, it was dumb yeah. because it was cute. It was but cute, it was, but it was dumb. But stuff I was like, that, 1912? It was no, some of the stuff that's like that would not have been able to work like that. So it, it, it hurts the believe. Granted, all right, we're talking about believability with talking dogs, but but they weren't talking right, really, because 
they were speaking other dog languages. Yeah, dog language, so. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. But but it's like I it's it's like they do it just for diversity sake, and it feels like an apology tour with all these remakes. And I'm yeah. I'm and I still one, like them. I still but. I have enjoyed but not as much as the animated, but no, I have enjoyed neither. some of the remakes. Some of them have been fantastic, but I what what I think Disney live action needs to do is and Heather and I were talking about this is I love this new animated that's I think it's been pushed that's it's kind of a fantasy but it's a, a Chinese style fantasy and they're no, it looks good fantastic like Moana fantastic I love it creating worlds and telling stories from these other parts and of the original. world because most of the old Disney ones are like you know European stuff well let's branch outside of Europe and I'm Africa has so many great stories why aren't we tapping in there Disney come on I'm offended. I'm very offended. And I want to see those. I'm offended because uh, I personally am a Christian. And I personally uh, have a lot of Southern in me. And I personally am overweight. And I personally don't think there's not enough Disney uh, male heroes who are balding and overweight. And yeah. see, my whole point is that... They, every, they make you as your Joe character. Yeah, you know? yeah the, the point is... You never get to be the hero. Everybody could be uh, offended in all yeah. that if you wanted to. And, but, but now, don't take me this wrong. Don't take this wrong. If... There is ever a character who offended types and all that, and there were days that people would do that. And I don't think that people intentionally did that. Disney, uh, for the most part, there might have been days that people did, yeah. but that's not good. And I would never yeah. want that to happen. We're not saying that, but I, I think that sometimes you get to a point where people are scared all the time. Yeah, you, 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 we're afraid of offending everybody. Yeah, and there are some stuff where it was like well, it, was, it was horrible. It yeah. was probably not wrong. I'd say for Mickey Rooney playing a goofy Chinese guy in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Oh, it was. That was that wrong, was, yes. Uh, there are times where they do mess up. Time, and and Bruce Lee coming up with the Kung Fu series and they put David Carradine in. Uh, that was, I call that wrong, too. It was wrong, too. There are times when it was wrong. But, I mean, we don't need an apology tour of remake movies. At the same time, you had other people like Anthony Quinn, who would play a Jewish man. He would play an Italian man. That, and he'd play an American. He'd play all these types I'm not offended by any of that. Yeah. Because I mean, he was such a good actor, and, and he he didn't do it offensively. Right. He wasn't trying to. For instance, we, we've had people who who play Indians, uh, and they play all these other... It didn't ever offended me in that in that sense, because he was... Like Anthony Quinn, because he did play an Indian and all those yeah. other things. If I'm not mistaken, it may have been another actor I'm thinking of, but he played all these things. It, I don't believe he was trying to offend. He was just... It's such a good actor, he could yeah. do all that stuff. And you know what? If if they're going to include the Indians, which they need to, because the Tiger oh, Lily incident. Yeah, Tiger one Lily. of the big mistakes with that Pan movie, and I didn't even bother watching it because it was apparently that I tried. bad. I tried. I tried. But, but you I look at what it. they did with Tiger Lily, and they reinvented because they didn't want to offend any Native Americans. But I'm saying Disney find Native American actors and actresses good ones, yes. and put them into the roles, good ones, and yes, then yeah. maybe find a way if you want to want to represent them better, let them bring some culture, but then make it a good a good reason for how they ended up in Neverland. There's some really good ones too. I've, I've seen some great actors yeah. out there who really get my attention and I that's love one of the movies. things I really liked with uh, the Shanghai Noon mm, oh, they got some movie. Native Americans they even found a nice looking uh, lady there yeah. that uh, I was like movie. well whatever happened to her because she doesn't get any other acting roles yeah, a great actor but she's, she's like a rodeo champion and stuff but Something, there's yeah. Native American I mean heck and uh, Wes Studi Whoa, love that man, man. Wes Studi let him come and play the chief yeah 
But you know, do it, doing it appropriate. Yeah, West Judy's still going, man. Good, good. He's 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 boy. That guy, he ain't dying. He that guy's tough, man. You can just look at him. He's a tough old dude, man. (laughs) West Judy's the man. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, in in one of my college classes, I got to edit a scene that he was in in an independent film that uh, one of my professors, actually his friend, makes a movie. In fact, that remember that movie, that documentary or mockumentary, whatever, where that what if the South had won the Civil War? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Made by the same guy. Awesome, awesome. It was one a friend of one of my professors that taught us video editing. So oh yeah, Confederate States of America. Yeah. So I'm still. I would love to see a good Peter Pan movie, and I'm excited about Jude Law. And oh, he's awesome. I'm okay with the you know the yeah, Tinkerbell casting. Fine. I don't know much about the actress. I'm like, you know what? I don't care what color Tinkerbell is personally. That's she's a fairy. What color are fairies supposed yeah, to be? Yeah. But I, it, seems, it seems like the reasons behind these are are off. I think they should. If you're going to remake something, it should be because oh, we can actually tell that story better, not because. Well, we better make this more diverse to kind of apologize for the cartoon. That's what it feels like they've been doing every stinking time. And cut it out. Just, you know, but I still, I'm going to see this because it's a Peter Pan thing. I love Peter Pan. He's and my, I, it's my favorite fairy tale. It's like, if you do this right, I would like to see you bring in some real Native American actors to, to be the Native Americans. And even give us some backstory of how they end up in Neverland. Because you, when you get into the book, it's the second star to the right is a nautical direction. Yeah. Because when they're flying to Neverland, they're flying over the water the entire time, not up into the sky. And I'd love to see that played out. And then, because that's how the pirates ended up. They sailed into it. And the other pirates, one of the things, like, okay, the captain is obsessed with this stupid boy who cut his hand off. But, you know, if we sail away, we could get out of this accursed place and actually go pillage and do stuff that the pirates like to do and make money. Although it would, what would be interesting is if the, somebody ever just went with this idea of what if Captain Hook and the pirates sailed out of Neverland back into the normal world, but they didn't realize that centuries have passed since the days of pirates. And they came out into it. Like, what if they came out into the modern world? Uh, Granted, if they came in the modern world, they'd probably find Peter Pan and kidnap his children. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jeremy. I love that movie. I love love that movie. Say what you will. There's some things I wish they had done differently. Uh, I still love that movie. But I still love it. And and I love Steve Spielberg. There's only a few things I would have done different. But I still love the film. Yeah. (laughs) But so far, you know, right now we've just got casting on this Peter Pan and Wendy film. And as much as I'm like, I'm tired of remakes, part of me wants to see it. And I don't know also why there's like a sequel to The Lion King live action that's coming that. around. Why? I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, granted, you probably made some money, but I heard more criticism. I actually kind of enjoyed it, because. but the reason why I enjoyed it is because of where it reminded me of the original film. Yeah. And okay. It, and it, there, were, there were some sequels, I will say, to Lion King. Yeah, straight-to-video sequels, and the only one I thought was kind of good was the, I think it was called One and a Half, or it was yeah. following Timon and Pumbaa around. That was fun. That was funny. I that, liked it. That kind of went into the, the other ones were not great. a little bit. And, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only a couple things I liked. But yeah, that one at least I found to be humorous. Okay, but we're 45 minutes into the show and I've got more rants to get into. Uh oh. All right. Well, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to rant, but all right. So, in the world of games, we've had a couple of different games. So, Star Wars Squadrons, I believe, is available. And I want to try that. I would like to try it. Now, here's what I want to be careful about is it is, because you might be thinking Rogue Squadron, right? Mm hmm. Because those were fun. This is more of a simulator type of play. I've been I'm watching some video. I'm this told. is very cool. Now, people who like the old TIE Fighter and X-Wing games, I never got to play on the PC. This is very much a simulator. In fact, so far as you can divert power to shields and then choose the front or rear shields, middle shields. You can divert power to weapons. You can divert power to engines. You've got so much control that to me, it, it feels very complicated that, that I've heard it's quite difficult. 
Well, but very, very cool. Our friend Pirate Boy Seth. <laughs> what did he do? He's Let's not, not call him out because everybody's going to hear this. This he, goes around worldwide, so be careful he, what you're going to say. He's told me this is very good. I, I call him Pirate Boy. That he's he's telling me that I ought to get this. He says it's very good. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, but now here's where I'm kind of. Eh. I call him a pirate because because they're they're he 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 is a pirate. He would be, want me to tell him a pirate. He likes to be the villain. <laughs> okay, but. That's I that kind of I would want to hang back. I want to try it before I'd buy it because of the simulator style. I might not be able to adapt very well to it personally. But it also seems this is Battlefront in space, where their focus is online, but oh wait, we'll do a single player story. Go ahead. I don't know much about the single player story. I've heard it's pretty good. But it seems like the focus when they're making this was to do multiplayer online games. And that's that's where on the battle, the remakes of the Battlefronts that I'm like, well, unless I'm paying to play online, I'm not getting quite all the features available to it. And I don't know if I want to play online, but that seems to be where gaming is going when you have things like Fortnite. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot more emphasis on a lot of online play. And in fact, something I've been really enjoying, Among Us, which has been popping up everywhere, that is online. But I play that on Steam, which is already online. I don't have to pay anything extra. The, the, the I just had to is, get the game. Uh, as I was talking to Pirate, Pirate Boy Seth, uh, I says, you know, and I know that uh, most likely, uh, you know, Spider Pan will most likely buy it. It's I'm most probably, likely you're causing clicking noises by doing that. Most are gonna likely wonder. you're going to buy it. Most likely. That's the point. I probably will want it to run because it looks very, very cool. Yes. And I love the simulator aspect. Now, here's kind of the thing where I think they're going to end up having some problems. So this character you're seeing in a picture of like Keo Venzi. And uh, a writer for Squadrons got on Twitter and says, friendly PSA, as people start talking about characters, Kyo's pronouns in Star Wars Squadrons are they, them. Thank you. Was that entirely necessary? What's they, them? You don't know about this? This is part of the new social justice for, for trans people that you... Because there are even people in this on Twitter that they put out what they're... This is what I my prefer... Like, for me, my pronoun preferred pronouns would be he, him. Those are the pronouns that I'm comfortable with you using for me. And this is a they, them. And here is even a description of the character for Kyo Venzi. Now, listen how bad this reads. The young pilot Kyo Venzi was born on Muriel, but felt driven to wander the galaxy. They found fame and fortune on the galactic racing circuit, oh, earning championship trophies, but running afoul of the criminal syndicate who control races in the outer rim. Kyo was saved by a kind stranger who opened Kyo's eyes to the struggle between the New Republic and the Galactic Empire. Determined to help, Kyo brought their races, talents, intuition, and integrity to Vanguard Squadron. So you cannot give them a gender identity because they're a the-them. Oh, right, See? yeah. Did we need this in Star Wars? Is this making anybody feel better? Or is this more of Kathleen Kennedy's meddling? Now, I saw somebody rant on this already saying, you know, and I, I, I have to agree with this, that Star Wars and a lot of our other entertainment is supposed to be an escapism. There's some things in our regular world I don't need in my escapism. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, we don't need this to be a the-they character of a, uh, you know, because you don't want to call anybody an it, you know. No, of course but not. But was this necessary that we had to have a, a the-they character because we're playing, we're going to put gender identity into a Star Wars game. Was that necessary? Some of you might be saying, "Yes, I feel better." Fine for you. Me, I'm just like that felt unnecessary. I'm not even going to really care. I just want to play the game for and, crying out loud. And in truth, now you're going to be reminded every time you see the character of a. It's a they them. You're going to be reminded of stuff in this world. But did you hear that red when we're using the, the the name? It sounds like you're talking about him in the third person. Yeah. And I feel like the character's like, well, Keo's not in there because hi, I'm I'm a they. Yeah. It, 
And, I, I don't want to rant on it. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna my, annoy my whole, some people. But po- I'm like, it's not. It seems my nice. whole point with that is though is that if that bothers you, uh, I'm talking about that character, or whatever. Every time you see it, you're going to be reminded of something going on in this world. Yeah, and if the, you're and wanting to get away from that in the world, uh, you're going to go to a whole other place yeah. in the game. That just that alone is going to remind you that you're there is a whole other thing. There's a whole yeah thing where yeah, I, I don't want to get into it because my 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 position here on the show is not to go and step no. on toes. No, because uh, I I want everybody to be able to come Absolutely. and listen to the show, yeah. even if I we don't agree on everything. I want you to be able to come and hang out here, but I just I just doesn't feel like it was necessary. To come out with that, no. but you know that will that stop me from trying it? Probably not. No. What I'm, I am afraid of is the simulator style. That's what makes me nervous because I don't know if I can think about that in the middle of a dogfight. That ooh, shift power to the rear shields because somebody's behind me. You'll I get don't, used to it. I, know I you. probably would. I know you. But that's what makes me nervous more than the, the pronoun thing. And some people are going to rant and rave about that. But my my worry was ooh that simulator style and also the focus being on the multiplayer aspects when. I don't I don't play Battlefront really multiplayer online and I wouldn't really want to be playing this online because I don't want to pay extra to play online. Plus a lot of people who play online, I get tired of seven year olds that are cursing because something goes wrong. I don't want to, I don't I just don't like playing online for the most part. Unless I'm playing with friends. Then yeah. I don't mind. So another game I wanna go and um, Rant number forty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wanna go and bring this up. But okay, so and I was fairly excited about this game. Avengers uh, released by was Squaresoft, it was uh, developed by Silicon Knights, which I remember from the original Legacy of King and Blood Omen game. But they also did that newer version of God of War. So, but they put this game out, and apparently this game, and it's been out for a month now. But there's a lot of microtransaction problems where, in order to unlock all these different like, and it's, it's a lot of it is cosmetics, but you can't get what you want. You get what they randomly give you. And you can end up spending a lot of money. I was watching. Oh, no. There's a, a YouTube series I like to watch, The Completionist, where he tries to get everything. And he went on. He spent h- hundreds of dollars what? trying to get everything. Because you can buy stuff flat out. And I don't like when a game does that. Now, he, he did say that the single player campaign was a lot of fun. And it was enjoyable. But you can't really play it a second time, the campaign. Because oh, you have cool. to start a new save. And apparently it's very buggy, very glitchy. So the I, you know, I haven't played it myself. I look forward to one day trying this out because I do want to play this Avengers well, game. Sure. But it is, it seems once again the focus was too much on what they could do multiplayer later because they they want you to play multiplayer and they keep coming with new stories or new campaigns rather. So you and your friends can be different characters in the Avengers, and they're going to bring in new Avengers characters. There's a PlayStation exclusive having Spider-Man is going to be in there eventually. Uh, so I mean, they're they're really they're focused on multiplayer. So they're so we'll play the campaign once just so you can get your feet wet. But they want you to play online again, and so they're microtransactioning like Fortnite and all that stuff. And yes, I know a lot of games have got that way, but that doesn't mean it's right that they're doing it this way. So that's as much of a rant I want to have on that. Like doggone it, game developers, quit doing that to us. You know, if if there's going to be extra features, let me go and be able to pick out stuff to unlock. Don't throw me because to me it's gambling. Yeah. And I, that's, I have finally quit playing that Disney Magic Kingdoms thing because you would get these boxes. You're trying to maybe get a, some characters that you didn't get to unlock. And you might spend your hard-earned money on a mobile game trying to, well, I haven't got Jafar unlocked. I, I want to get Jafar. Thing. But it's gambling when I put money in and then I'm hoping to win a prize. And I don't get that prize. I get something else. I might as well be playing slot machines. I was kind of doing the same type of thing with one of the Star Wars games I had. I enjoyed the Battlefront 2 had that problem. That was, one that, that was the game. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But... 
I guess I'm so used to having the wrestling game and with one of the WWE games. You uh, can where, pick your stuff. What I thought was when you when you bought the the uh, big you know package thing that you were getting everything, unlocking everything. That's wow. what I thought I was doing. I didn't know if I had known you're like a you know you know rolling the, the die and maybe you got this, maybe yeah. you got that. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, just the truth, yeah. I wouldn't have done it because when you to me when you spend extra money when you've already bought the game. Fact is, I don't think you should have to. I yeah. think when you when you buy it, you should have it. Unless, of course, some downloadable content has been worth it because it's well, like sure. buying an extra game. Well, sure, that's what I'm I mean. pretty satisfied with the Spider Man stuff that with I the, bought because they were the, like new stories and they were pretty involved. With the Call of Duty stuff, I didn't mind some of that, but in all reality, I should have had the ability to already have the extra when I when I bought it. Yeah. You know, I was like. Give me the finished game when I pay for it. Yeah, but they're finding ways to add extra charges on this, and maybe because we're 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 older and we're used to getting when you got a game, you got the whole game. That was it. Of course, the other thing is if they they didn't they did if they didn't have it perfected and it was on a cartridge, you, you that bug was always going to be there. Yeah. So now, I mean, it is kind of nice that they can patch and fix things. Of course, I'm hearing with Avengers that a lot of the times when they're patching, they've been making things worse. Hello, that's WWE. what I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> WWE is really bad. So. I just want to put that warning out there that that's what's going on. If you have not purchased Avengers yet, you might want to wait. Give it some time. Mm. I'm going to. I'm going to give it time. I'm going to wait for a price to come down for one. Um, we're running low on time, so I think I just want to jump to my next thing that I did watch some video of some stuff coming up here in October on Disney+. Plus. A lot of it we've discussed, but I did see that X2 is popping up. So a lot of these Good. Fox movies are coming in. Uh, but a lot of the stuff we, I think we already kind of knew about, but I did see X2 on the list. But a whole bunch Good. of stuff. If you go to uh, the, some official YouTube channels, you can watch this trailer that has just all this stuff opening here in October. So if you don't have Disney Plus yet, what are you waiting for? There's a lot of good stuff coming on to Disney Plus. Uh, but also, if you happen to have HBO Max, and I was going to go to the trailer park for this, but let me just go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer. I wasn't really a fan of the original movie. I know my wife is. Roald Dahl's The Witches, which there was a movie with Angelica Houston made uh, back in the 80s. I remember it. There's a new one, and it's got to, oh, Anne Hathaway in it. Uh, mm. But this is an HBO Max exclusive, and I'm not paying for HBO Max. Uh, so, but they're, they've got a remake of The Witches that is also going to be debuting here this month, which if you're looking for some October viewing, I think would make good viewing. Personally, I didn't enjoy the original movie. I thought it was kind of gross at a lot of times, uh, but this is where a, a little boy gets turned into a mouse yeah, and, uh, and stuff like that. And he's trying to find a cure and they're going to turn all the children into mice because they hate children. And, and Angelica Houston is kind of funny because she can't even say children without gagging in yeah. the movie. She's a good actress. Yeah, but it's like they, they wear these masks to appear like they're nice looking and then they tear their masks off and they're horrible, disgusting looking. The yeah. makeup is really done well yeah, done, but they're just nasty. I never saw the whole thing, but I saw yeah. much of it. But I know Heather really enjoys it. I need to tell her that uh, they've got a remake, but I'm, but we're not going for uh, an HBO Max just to, uh, to uh, do that. So, anyways, but I really need to wrap this up because we've gone in about our time. And, yes, I'm, am I sorry I ranted a bit? Not really. I, I Part of the show is – and I've even heard other podcasters say, you know what? If you have some strong opinions, go ahead and express them because you're going to build an audience of people who agree with you. And even if you don't agree with me, I appreciate you coming along and listening along with me. And, hey, send an email. I'll read your email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Don't forget to find and leave, leave us a review on iTunes and, and Stitcher and everywhere. If you think I'm a nutcase, tell me on a review. Be fair. you know. My friend – 
You are yeah. a good guy. Well, you know, I have opinions <laughs> and stuff, but it doesn't mean when I have opinions and I'm kind of like, I don't like certain things, doesn't mean that I don't also enjoy these things that I yes. complain about. It's just certain things. We all love Disney. We're all passionate about stuff, but just when they do stuff that you're like, oh. And, but I'm kind of tired of... The, the, I think the only remake that I feel like they really did expand and actually improve on was probably Jungle Book because they included more of the stories. I will say this. And I want to see that sequel to Jungle I, Book. I will say, uh, uh, on the Beauty and the Beast, there was one or two things I didn't like, but there are a few things they added to it that I liked. Yeah, there were some stuff I enjoyed. loved that the father had uh, a little bigger story, and yeah. I love the song. First of all... Yeah, that the one song, although it should have been the one from the Broadway. I like the Broadway version better. The, but... First of all, the the actor, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah. Man, he got a great voice. Yeah. And then the song that the Beast sang was so. Yeah. That Broadway song that he's the song that he has. I like that right better. too, but I still love the one he did. The, yeah, yeah, it was still good. Man, he did a good job. Yeah, and they're casting these very well, but and but they never, and maybe it's just my nostalgia. They never, to me, live up to the original films. Completely. Oh, you can't do that. You yeah, I mean? I mean, to me, so it could be my nostalgia. But but we, but I think it's just true. The 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 animated ones are classics, and these are I'm like, and I have seen. I I don't know that there's many. I didn't see the sequel to Maleficent because I didn't want to. I didn't. I'm, see I don't think I'm going to watch the Mulan. You yeah, don't yeah. don't. Now, and those of you that enjoy it, that's fine. You go. You can enjoy stuff even if I don't enjoy it. But I'm I'm really tired of the remakes because I miss Disney originality. But unfortunately, Disney originality because I I think I've even said this before. Like Artemis Fowl was bad, but then Ivan, uh, the one and only Ivan. I, to me, is one of the best of the live actions they've done lately, overall. Because I just, it was just wonderful and charming and well acted, and it was it was simple. It was very child level, but it was just enjoyable for the whole family. Okay, granted, okay, I loved their Hamilton uh, film basically, where they film. I did love that, but that wasn't the same. That wasn't like Disney making a film. But if you haven't watched that, the the one and only Ivan on Disney Plus, go watch it. Believe me, oh, it was such a delight. But. I, I want more original stuff out of Disney instead of all these remakes that felt like an apology tour. But anyways, I'm getting on a rant again, and we need to close the show. <laughs> yeah. So, but come on, Disney. I know you're capable of better. You have so much imagination. You, you have. There. Let's get into that Disney magic. Because a look at what they're doing in the parks. The amazing things they're doing in the parks. I want to see that sort of amazing out of the Disney film studios. I know you're capable of more than what you're giving us. The animation, you're still giving me some pretty good stuff. And I'm still looking forward to I cannot think of the name of it with the, it's like the dress, somebody in the dragon. That looks amazing. I'm excited. So please don't disappoint me, Disney Animation, because sometimes sometimes you get Wreck-It Ralph, sometimes you get Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, we'll just put it like that. All right. But anyways, let's see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. 
Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you.